Good evening to everybody. Shalom Aleichem. It's good to see everybody again and to hopefully spend some time with everybody and share some thoughts. And, um, you know, in the, in the world that we're living in, you know, the modern day Megillah, the modern day Megillah that's being read, as I've said uh, during the course of this week, I spoke both in the yeshiva and I spoke last week in another yeshiva for Americans, Rabbi Shmuel Brazil's yeshiva, Zivatayra. And I said over that the Mishnah says, we're learning now, besides the Dafayami, we're also we're doing a review on Masech the Megillah. Every year we try to learn Masech the Megillah as best as we can. The, the, the Mishnah says, Megillah Nikres, we're getting closer. But Megillah Nikres, the Megillah is being read. And I said over that the concept is, is that it's not just the Megillah's Esther, it's, it's our own Megillah's Esther in our own world, in our own time today. And we see clearly the way the Rabbanu Shalom is allowing the world to move forward or to move backwards, however you look at it, you know? It's just crazy times that we're living in. And what is the Megillah telling me? You know, you see, you have to be really like a Adam Gadol and you got to be a Navi to be able to say exactly what this Megillah is being read. And we know that during the time of the Megillah, the times of Esther and Mordechai, people also didn't know just looked like a regular scene, you know, it was, there was what's called uh, politics, you know what I mean? There were politicians, and there were coalitions, and uh, this one says like this, and this one says like that, and in the midst of everything, you know, there's all, we know that the, the real gezerah, the real decrees are against the Jews, that's really what it comes down to, and if it's up to the, to the humans of the world, they would get rid of the Jews, in one day, in one fell swoop, but HaKadosh Baruch is always watching over us. So we have to ask ourselves, you know, just we can't necessarily understand the Megillah that's being read today completely, but we can get glimpses. We can get little glimpses. I just want to, just an aside, before I had a, before Yisrael came over, I saw a clip of the chief rabbi of Israel, Rabbi David Lau, who flew to Moldova. He went to the main shul in Moldavia where they have hundreds and hundreds of refugees were sleeping on the floors in the shul. So the very interesting. The base haknesis is turning into a, a bias, turning into a house. It's always a base haknesis. He said, but it's the biggest mitzvah. People need places to live. It was a place that, so the, the shul is being turned into a house to live. And the, the, the numbers of refugees is really, it's, it's unheard of, unheard of. Literally millions of Ukrainians that have had to leave that have left, that fled. And it's not a small country. You know, Ukraine has, I think, over 40 million people. Not a small country. So 2 million people is it's a lot of people, but it's, and they don't know what's going to be. And out of those 2 million, many of them are Yidden that are trying to get away. And I heard there's over 250,000, 250,000 refugees that they know about right now that have left the country. Israel, they're talking about taking in 15,000, which doesn't sound like a lot. And that, they're not sure if they're, they're all Jews or they're not Jews. It doesn't make a difference. But they say they're going to take in, they're going to have to, they're going to, have to be collect over 15,000 people. And the, the refugee problem is, you know, besides the death and the war, which is the most horrific part of, the, of this war, but, but the refugee problem could be a, a problem that could be for years and years. No one knows how long this thing is going to, is going to continue for and if we think about it, you know, you take a look at the pictures, the scenes, scenes, you know, horrific, horrific scenes of 
of, of communities being bombarded by most, most modern day armament that there is and, 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 and people are dying and people are being wounded and people are running and the shuls that were built up over the th- last 30 years rebuilt, you know, there's the, the main shul I think in Kharkov with the, the tremendous shul and everything else and they, they, they had a bombing and, and in the basement they have people that are refugees underneath and uh, all the windows were blasted out. All the windows were blasted out. It's like, just brings back visions of World War II. The scenes that we saw in clips or movies, but now it's really in, it's in real time. In real time. It's really like, it's, you know, real time of, of what's really going on. So how, do we, how does one look at it? You know, what kind of hashkafas can we maybe take from, from, uh, from, the, from, from the Divri Chazal? And also, I said that we're going to try to tie in a little bit, keep on the theme of the Gedolim series, of the Gedolim series. So first of all, I just want to say over um, that, uh, you know, I, I, I think one of the pictures you can see in the back is a picture of Shlomo Zalman, Orbach, Zeich HaTzadik, In 1991, when the Gulf War broke out, so I was you know, then running the yeshiva, fledgling yeshiva. The yeshiva was then located in Arnov. And um, that was before the Katamon days. And uh, I think I might have, you know, discussed this story, but it's just worthwhile to speak, see it into perspective of the Gadol and the way they look at things. And um, I think last time I spoke a little bit about the relationship that I had with Rav Shach and how Rav Shach, you know, gave me advice that I should keep the yeshiva going and everything else. But at one point I had to make a decision about um, something that came up, which is right around the deadline that the Iraqis had given that they're going to shoot missiles into, into Kuwait, and then they said they're going to threaten to shoot missiles into Israel. And at that time, I had two weddings. Now, weddings sound like, oh, who's thinking, who can think about weddings? Yeah, I had to think about weddings. One wedding was my youngest brother, Chaim, who was then getting married, and uh, it was a big simcha, and it was the first simcha that our late father wasn't going to be able to be at. And also, there was a Talmud of Ner Yaakov that was getting married, in Minneapolis a week beforehand. I was asked to be Messiah Kedushin. And I had a big dilemma. I had the yeshiva that was running. The, the, you know, the news was that you know, they threatened that they're going to shoot missiles into Israel. What do you do if they shoot missiles into Israel? How can I leave? Am I allowed to leave? Should I leave? Well, there's a wedding. Now, there had been other deadlines, and the things got pushed off. So we decided... Uh, our family, the Rebetzin, and my brother and my sister, and decided to go to Shlomo Zalman to ask him what we should do, what he felt. And I remember Shlomo Zalman sitting with us in his room in, in his house in Shari Chesed, and he gave us just, you know, his beatific smile and his calmness. And what he said was basically that in Eretz Yisrael, there's always, there's always um, uh, war uh, alerts and this, you know, things that have happened in the past. And you really don't know if it's going to happen or it's not going to happen. You know what I mean? It's just, you know, that's... And, we, you know, we know we've been here, you know, during, you know, what we've been going on for the last three years, the last few years, you know, the sirens and missiles and everything else, you know, we ourselves have been hit. But at that time, you know, chemical warfare was something which was very, very new. And some Zaman said to us, he said, you know what? I want to tell you what's going to happen. The weeks before... The deadline, the the war drums are going to be beating, and all the papers and all the all the 
the news, they're going to be hyping it up and there's going to be talk about, oh, it's happening, it's happening. And people are going to get nervous and nervous and nervous. He says, so first you have to know is that a lot of it is just the papers are just, you know, playing it up. And you have to know that the Rabbanisham is running the world. And you have to follow your life to the best of your ability. You can't go crazy over the news. You have to to follow and, and lead your life. If you, you lead your life in, in the most regular fashion that you can. And that includes, if there's a time of simcha, to try to go to the simcha. Now, the question then was a little bit more delicate because we had children. And how do you shiva that was running? So what do we do? So it happened to be that our sister-in-law, wonderful sister-in-law, Mrs. Simi, Mrs. Simi Liv Nikamanetsky, who um, is a great woman, she said she doesn't want to go through it. She wants to stay here because she wants to be with her children. And she's going to bring our children to live with her so we don't have to worry about it. Now, the truth is that we were coming back like the day of the deadline. So we weren't like, we weren't like, we weren't planning on not being here, but we just were planning what happens if the, you know, the deadline comes and we're not here and stuff like that. And Shlomo Zalman said, he said, I'm not a Navi, but I think that in Yerushalayim, things are going to be all right. And it happened to be his, his uh, not prophetic prophecy came true because nothing happened in Yerushalayim itself. And, um, and I remember that we flew to America and I was able to attend the two weddings and I was dealing with the yeshiva from, from, from afar. And then uh, we flew back and we ended up landing Mamash the day before the, 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 the day before the deadline. And I ended up going straight to the yeshiva and the Rebbe came home and took care of the kids. And then the night after we landed, all of a sudden then the sirens started going off. We had to get into the sealed rooms. And then it was scary, you know, sealed rooms, gas masks, you know, everyone was worried about you know, the gas, explosions. And there were 39 missiles that were fired into Israel at the time. No one got hurt except for one person in a freak accident. And they say the person wasn't a Shabbos Shabbos, and it was an anti-Shabbos person. I'm not going into the, to the judgment of the Rebbe what happened. But there were literally miracles upon miracles upon miracles. And just like it happened then, I think it's worthwhile to understand that we can't fully understand the impact of what's going on now. You know, who is, I think I said this, you know, I, I said Tufshin Pei Beis, you know, it's a little, someone said over a little acronym, Teheshnas Putin Biden. Yeah, it should be the, it's going to be the year of Putin and Biden. You know, we don't know who is Putin. Putin, on one hand, <clears throat> has not been an enemy of the Jewish people. He's, been, he's allowed the, the, the Yidden in Russia to be able to build communities and uh, even though he's a communist and he's an ideological person who's against the West, but there's still freedom of religion in, in, in Russia. And it's not like the way it was under the communists. And what put into his mind is he's going to go ahead and do this. He's been planning this because in his mind, this is what he wants to do. He wants to reassert the, the Russian empire and he doesn't want to let Ukraine have independence and be part of the the West, and the, the West wants Ukraine to have a democracy. And who's the, who's the person that's going against, up against him? A little yiddle. A little yiddle, Zelensky. And Zelensky, he's not from, but Lamaisa, he's, he's standing up. He's standing up, and he's, uh, he's not leaving. He's not running away. And I said over this Pusik, 
this week, which we see from the Megillah, the Megillah says that Esther come, Mordechai comes to Esther and he says, don't think you're going to be able to run away if you're going to, if you're going to be quiet. There's going to be a salvation for the Jewish people in other places. But you're not going to be saved. Who knows if this is the moment that you were put in in order to stand up for the kingdom. For the king, he got Why did you become the queen of of 127 Medinas in those days? It was the old school Persia to save the Jewish people. And what happens? She decides then to stand up, even though the logic dictated that she wasn't going to be successful because of everything that she said. Anyone that goes in will be killed. But what does she say? She says, Leich, Kenaisis, call Yehudim, gather all the Jews together. You're going to fast, and I'm willing to go in. And they're going to cry, and we're going to daven together. Rabbi said, "You know, I saw some of the, you know, the 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 organizations that are that are caring about our our brothers, our brothers and our sisters. It's really amazing. And the truth is, people are really stepping up to the plate. They need tremendous amounts of money." You know, and the money that I know that I personally sent is, you know, what, what I personally sent. And I know what other people are doing. It's really amazing to see what, what, what we are, what we're all about. And some of the non-Jews in Ukraine are saying, you know, you guys are taking care of your... Of, why can't I be Jewish? Why can't I be Jewish? That's a tremendous Kiddush Hashem. But really, I think that what I want to bring out is that from the Megillah, that our modern-day Megillah is telling us that we have to recognize is this the time that we have to stand up? And standing up means, yes, it means uh, giving whatever we can, supporting the, 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 the organizations that are out there, be it Hatzalah, be it Nitchayis, whoever is involved. I'm not here to say where you should send money to, but they need big, big sums. And we have to save. We have to save our, 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 our fellow brothers and sisters, our Yiddish breeder. And we have to feel the pain. And we have to try to, uh, us to make ourselves available for them. And my brother told me up in the Veyershalayim that they have a, a, a Ukrainian family that moved, that they moved into the campus. And it seems all the girls in the campus are all going, you know, what can we get you? What can we get you? Tremendous heartwarming you know, scenes to see. And uh, we have to ask, this is our time of Malchus. And I just think about it, if we would go back to, um, to World War II, and we would think about our brothers and sisters, and if we had the opportunity to be able to save a brother and a sister, what would we not do in order? We wouldn't stop at anything. And over here, we have to realize we cannot stop at anything. We have to give our utmost. And everyone's doing a lot. But we have to be, now what else can we do? What else can we do besides supporting monetarily? That's what Esther says. And I said over this unbelievable story this week, and I said it over last night to a Talmud of mine at a wedding. In the, in, in the 1970s, there was a um, a lawyer by the name of Shmuel Tamir. He was the Attorney General of Israel under Begin. And at that point, there was a discussion about making legalized abortions. That was the, that was the, 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 
That was the, the issue that was coming, illegal, and he was for legalized abortions. That's what he held. You know, the woman has a right to make a decision over her child. So the Rabbanim at that time, they felt that they have to meet with him. And it wasn't like today where the Rabbanim are kind of like shunted aside. And they made an appointment with him, and they decided they're going to bring the son of Rabbi Arya Levin, Rabbi Fol Levin. Rabbi Levin was such a, a tzaddik. He was Yashiv's brother-in-law. And I happened to have known him. I was by him many times. I drove him in the car. Ah, a real tzaddik, son of Rabbi Arya Levin, the tzaddik, usually. So Rabbi, Rabbi Fol said, I'm willing to come, and I'm willing to speak, but only on one condition, that the yeshivas make a young tefillah the day beforehand. There should be the power of tefillah. So they made a gathering, and they, they, all the yeshivas said they are going to make a, a, a yom tefillah. And then the next day, this group of rabbanim went to visit Shmuel Tamir and his officers, and they asked Rabbi Folovin to be the head speaker. Rabbi Fol says, I want to tell you over a story. Sixty years ago, a couple came to my father, Rabbi Aryeh, and they were from Yishalayim. They were a very poor family, Svartish of poor family. And the woman was pregnant, and she said, Rav, and Yerutzep, heter lapil et ubar shali. I want a heter to be able to, to make an abortion. So Rav Aryeh said, I can't, you can't give a heter, it's retzicha, you can't do that. She says, Rav, I'm poor. We don't have anything to support a child. We can't bring a child into the world. We have nothing to support him. We're distute. So you Arya Levin said, if that's the whole problem, I take upon myself the first five years that I will support this child. I'll pay for his clothing. I'll pay for his food. I'll pay for his education. Doctor's expenses. Anything you need, Zalai. The woman said, Really? She said, "In kacha, in the I give you a bracha, mitzvah. He's going to be a healthy child, he'll be a good child, and you'll get a lot of nachas from." So she decided to keep the baby. So Rafal Levin turned to the Shmuel Tamir and he says, "I want you to know that those that couple was your parents, your parents, and my father helped to save you. And if your mother would not have listened to my father, then you wouldn't be here today." Whoa, he was dumbstruck. He was, wow, a thunderbolt. She so said, I never heard the story. He said, I have to think about this. And the Rabbanim left, and that night, he, afterwards, he called his mother. His father had passed away, and he says, Ima, He says, Ken? And she says over the whole story, and exactly what Rafala said. She said, Im Ken, Animevatel etagzeira. And he called up Rabbanim. Called it the Rabbanim, and he said, We're going to be Vata the Gezeira. Unbelievable, Misa. So the Rabbanim came to Rabbanim and said, Rabbanim, you had the Ace of Spades. What an unbelievable story. You know exactly what you were going to say to him. So, what did you need the Tfilas? That story itself would have shocked him out of it. You hear the Kasha? So Rabbanim said, If we wouldn't have had the Kayach of Tfilah, that the story would have gone in one ear and it would have gone out the other ear. Even though he was saved. He would not have impact, it wouldn't have impacted upon him. Because that's the nature of man. The nature of man is, is that okay, it was a nice story, a nice mindset. And even though it was negated to me, but this is the new world, new world, we have to change. But because of the tefillahs, the tefillahs, that's what happened. 
Tefillahs changed the, the decree. And the story, the histadlus of the story only worked because the Koyach HaTefillah. Everybody says, we, we have to understand the story of the Megillah in the modern day Megillah, we have to realize, our Koyach HaTefillah, and, and we have to believe in our Tefillah. I heard from a near Yaakov Talmud, Yaakov Ginniger, who uh, is involved with Operation Inspire, and he's also involved with a lot of organizational... Josh, you, got, you, know, you know Josh, right? Right? Yaakov Ginniger. He's involved with setting up a lot of different events. So he was involved with the Dirshu uh, event this past weekend in, the, in the New Jersey, where they had the Seum of the, of the Mishnabura. And a tremendous, tremendous event. And my Rebbe, Rabbi Ruvain Feinstein, was one of the guests that came. And it seems Shabbos morning, they had a special minion, an early minion. And after minion, they had a kiddush and a question and answer period with Rabbi Ruvain. And there were maybe 200 people that were questioning and peppering with all kinds of questions. Many of the questions were all about, I don't know about this matzah, but it's more about Amuna and Betochen and Eshtadlus and, and, and Tsarists that are going on and the world Tsarists are going on by people. And Rebuvim was giving a lot of answers. In the middle, he stopped and he said, Rabbi, I want to tell you one thing. We can speak all we want about Amun and Betochen, but we have to realize if we don't believe that everything is in the hands of HaKadosh Baruch we don't have a true Amun in HaKadosh Baruch then talking and speaking and everything else is not going to help. It's only when we finally get to the point of understanding that everything is in the hands of the Rabbi Nishalam. When I realize I'm, real, I'm in the hands of HaKadosh Baruch when I realize I'm in the hands of HaKadosh Baruch and there's no one else to turn to except for HaKadosh Baruch and HaKadosh Baruch is the call Yochel, HaKadosh Baruch he's the one that can save me, that's when things happen. Rabbi said, what's going on in the world? There's a major war. It could configurate into a World War III. Nuclear weapons, that's, what the, that's, the, less, that's the, the talk, the discussion. No one ever talked about that for the last 25, 30 years that we're going to use the nuclear weapons. It's all about, you know, we're going to take away the nuclear weapons. No, the nuclear weapons are there. Dangerous. But there's a Rabbanisham in the world. The Rabbanisham runs the world. But it's only if you have true emuna. And this is the message that Esther gives to Mordechai. She finally gets it. I'm standing now at my time of Malchus, and I have to stand up. And I need everyone to gather together. And you have to pray, and you have to daven. And that's what we have to do. The praying and the daven is not just lip service. It's just, I really, really feel and mean it. There's nothing else that's going to get us to salvation. Everybody said, today was Zion Other, Moshe Rabbeinu's birthday and Moshe Rabbeinu's yard site. I always say over this fantastic word that, you know, that Haman, he was very happy when it came out in the month of Other because he said, oh, that's the month that what? That Moshe Rabbeinu dies. So it's, it's a bad mazel. And Chazal say that he didn't realize that what? It was the month that he was born. Right? Now, I always ask the question. I said, I understand. If, if he knew Jewish history, he knew the yard site list, he should have known the birthday list too. <laughs> and the Lashon Chazal is, Yom Shemesh Bay, Yom The day he died, that's the day he was born. 
So, you know, what, he, he only knew the yard site list? That's it, he, you know, he got the look with the yard site. He didn't see the birthday list. The terrace is, is that he knew the birthday was that. That didn't, that, that didn't deter him. Because he said, if Moshe Rabbeinu dies, he held that Misa is finality. It's finished. He didn't believe in the world to come. He didn't believe in Olam he believed it's that whatever man does in this world, power, might, money, everything else, that's what works. When he saw that Moshe Rabbeinu died, the Moshe Rabbeinu is finished. When the Chazal said, it's not only going on Moshe Rabbeinu's physical birth. We believe in the Nitzchius of man. And that when a person is Nifter, he's, he goes into Olam Haba. Tzaddikim going to Olam Haba. So I brought down in the Sefer today. And that's the Pshat. The Pshat is he missed the boat. He knew Yom Shemay led by. But he said the most important thing is Yom Shemay's by. He didn't realize Yom Shemay, even when Moshe Rabbeinu is Nifter, he's still alive. He's still born. I saw it brought down. If we really analyze Moshe Rabbeinu, Moshe Rabbeinu, every single day, we are saying over thousands and millions of Jews are saying over halachas and brachas and, and dinim, all from Moshe Rabbeinu. Torah's Moshe Rabbeinu. Moshe Rabbeinu's chai v'kayim. He's yom shenoilad Because we truly believe in Nitzchias. So we have to believe that the Nitzchias all comes about from what? From HaKadosh Baruch HaKadosh Baruch is the Kol Yochum. And I think this powerful lesson and these stories that we see from G'dayla, how they recognize and this, I think, is important. I want to bring out from, from Shlomo Zalman that we have to have the balance in everything that's going on in the world. On one hand, we have to realize there's a very serious situation and we have to do our utmost to help our brothers and sisters no matter where they are. And the, 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 the help is in whatever hishtadlis physically that we can do and at the same time to recognize spiritually what we can do. And our davening and our tzedakah, all these things are tremendous chusim for Kalal Yisrael. It's a matzah of leich kenais. And at the same time, I heard from Shlomo Zalman from many of the gedolim to have the balance of life. What's the balance of life? Is that you can't go crazy. Don't listen to the news the whole time and think that everything is dependent upon the news. It's, the news is there, but it's the rebundance running the world. And what does a person have to do? You know what we did this week? Thousands and thousands of Jews around the world have completed Masechta Chagiga and Seder Mayid. And when was Seder Mayid learnt? For the last two years. It started mamish around the time of the beginning of Corona, around Purim time. Around Purim time two years ago. And now we're completing it. And we're starting Seder Nashim. And, 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 and it's a daily activity. Not just an activity, it's a daily bracha that we have in our lives. That we and 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 our families, the Nashim Tzidkanis, allow the husbands to go. And today it's become, I was speaking to someone yesterday, it's become Baruch Hashem. It's almost like a, like a Dover Pashat. Like, I got to go. I know I got a Dafa Yomi share. Stefanski's Dafa Yomi. This one's Dafa, Shirley Bornstein's Dafa Yomi. There's so many Dafa Yomi. The, the Shul Dafa Yomi. And it's, it's, a, it's a bracha that we have. It's a bracha that we have, a Klai Yisrael has. And I was thinking, I'm sure that they're Yidden right now. In, in Ukraine, that haven't made it out, or the ones that did make it out, and they're at the borders, and they're also learning the daf. They just started Yavamas. 
And this is really what the 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 Kayach of Klai Yisrael. The Kayach of Klai Yisrael is that we we realize that the Rebbeinu is with us, and the Rebbeinu is always with us. And what can we do now that now we stand up? We say this is the time. What can I do to stand up strong for the for the for the for the Melech Malchi who's the real Melech? And then the Rebbeinu will intercede on our behalf. So I thought that this should be uh, would be a nice way for us to go into this coming Shabbos. We're going to have Sh- Parsha Zohar. We're going to lay in the Parsha of Amalek, Zohar Shrasach Amalek. And again, we don't know who the different participants, you know, who's Putin in the Megillah? Who's, who's the Esther? Who's, the, who's the, Zelenik, the Zelensky? But we do know one thing. Yidin stand together. And when we stand together, then nothing can defeat us. So what we say to everybody is, is Leich Kanaisis Kol Yehudim. Let's give what we can to help those that are in times of need. And it's a tremendous chus. Let's daven and let's have a munim bitachin that the Rebbeinu Shalom, he's the one that's going to resolve everything. And we shouldn't get too distracted by all the news. We have to continue our daily lives. And we have to make sure that our, 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 our limud and our and our davening and our and our, our family lives continue mitz Hashem, and we should be zeicher mitz Hashem through all our efforts. This Shabbos it should be a Shabbos kodesh for all of Klal Yisrael. It should be a Shabbos filled with a lot of bracha. And Bez Hashem is Purim is coming up in a week, and we hope and we pray that this month, the month, should be nefach l'sasim l'simcha gadol Yehudim. Wishing everyone a wonderful, wonderful Shabbos. Thank you very much for listening. We want to thank jfoundations.com. If you could sponsor any of our activities, it would be another way of addressing and being able to give over Torah to other people. Go on the website and show your support. Thank you very much for joining us.